0: And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all.
1: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is
0: alive.
2: And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason.
1: It's playoff time. We
2: gotta win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit nfl.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's nfl.com slash tickets. Ah! The VP of a women-led boutique accidentally sent a TikToker an email calling her not that cute. Black and LGBTQ rideshare passengers and drivers are being falsely reported for not wearing face masks. And as a slate of new horror movies hits the screens this season, BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes is breaking down the scary movies you need to see
0: before the summer's over. It's July 13th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Oh, you know, shyla Today was Emmy nomination morning. Today's the day. How do you feel? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this always happens. Is I was like, I was like, okay, the, nothing like super surprises me. Everyone like a lot of great people were nominated this time. I just mm-hmm. always get stressed out when there's one category where I think everyone should win. And yes. do you know where that one landed for me this time? It's actually outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie.
2: Okay, so why? Because for me, that's like an instant Michaela Cole should win.
0: I know, but listen to the other ones too. So obviously we need Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You. But right. now we're also talking about Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision. We're True. also talking about Anya Taylor-Joy in The Queen's Gambit. Mm. We're also talking about Cynthia Erivo in Genius Aretha. And we're also talking about Kate Winslet in Mare of Easttown. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> It's like it really really stresses me out because I'm like, oh right, give them all an award. (laughs) Yes, let's let's just do that instead. (laughs) All right, so moving on to. Actually, I think this is just like a wild story. I can't believe this happened. But this woman, Gracie Lawrence, is among the latest TikTokers to go viral after calling out a self-described women-led boutique for accidentally sending her an extremely disrespectful email. So Gracie applied to be a brand representative at Michigan store Ava Lane Boutique and later was mistakenly sent an email calling her, quote, not that cute from the shop's VP of operations, Truck de Grendel, who is the husband of the owner of the boutique. So Gracie shared the email, which was meant for the store's founder, in a TikTok that since gotten nearly 2 million views. And since then, Gracie has received thousands of messages of support and the boutique has made all its social media profiles private and has been hit with enough one-star Google Play reviews to bring its five-star rating down to less than 1.5 stars. Gracie told BuzzFeed News that she's not interested in inciting the backlash any further. And then for uh, uh, good old Chuck, Detroit (laughs) News reported that he appeared in a Facebook live stream and said that he, quote, deserves that blowback.
2: I'm just like, why like first of all this is just like you this is bad etiquette like you know how do you accidentally send an email to the wrong person like I mean I guess we've all been there but also why are we
0: talking bad about people and why do people's looks matter like one one point blank don't don't do that. Here's where it gets like even worse. So according to the boutique's website, its platform is to quote, give back and empower other women wherever possible. And I think it's just absolutely disgusting when you have a brand that outwardly is pushing some sort of positive agenda, which to be fair is a lot. And then internally are not being supportive of that agenda. Right. This is, uh, this is really
2: going to hurt them. (laughs) Oh boy. So in other news, an Uber and Lyft feature meant to promote safety during the pandemic has led to discrimination on the apps. BuzzFeed News has learned that Black and LGBTQ passengers and drivers alike are being falsely reported for not wearing masks. Some don't even make it into the car before getting reported. Several drivers who have been with the ride-share apps for years found themselves booted from the services after being falsely accused of violating mask guidelines. Yeah,
0: I mean first of all, believe them at face value that this is what happened to them, but two, one of the drag queens actually had taken a selfie during their ride where they're wearing a mask, because so there is proof that they were wearing a mask, and I just love this quote that BuzzFeed News got, and it says, it's one of those things where it happens one or two times, you might think it's a coincidence, but around the fifth or sixth time, or even the second time in a day or a week, you start to realize, and that came from Corey, a 29-year-old who lives in Chicago and who is black, and, you know, there has been a long time issue of discrimination when it comes to hailing a taxi or lifts and stuff like that based on your identity. And so it's like this, this isn't a new situation, but it is an awful one.
2: Yeah. And especially like, I know, like, uh, you know, I I do have hard, a hard time getting a ride sometimes, not because of my race necessarily, but just because like, I don't drive. So I need to get a car. So I'm really beholden to these services. And then also for the drivers, this is their livelihood. Sometimes, you know, oftentimes this is how they're making their money. So to just boot people. So quickly for something that they're not even doing, and messing with their livelihood is horrible. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. All right. So moving on to something, I'm gonna say lighter, but not that light. this point in the summer you may need a break from all the big budget action flicks and rom-coms you know maybe you need a disturbing mind bender to even things out well the good news is that you no longer have to wait for october or halloween for your fix of slow burning thrillers or slasher flicks the summer's blockbuster season is packed with a huge variety of fear-inducing horror
2: now, if you are in need of some excitement by way of a terrifying movie experience and who isn't um, me, uh, <laughs> BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes has got you covered. She joins us now to break down your best bets for some scares this summer season. Hi, Allie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for having me back. So there are so many different types of scary movies packed within the horror genre alone. So first, give us a sampling of the trends you're seeing this summer and like what types of horror were in store for.
3: So as far as what I'm noticing, for sure, this summer specifically, um, is that we just kind of came out of a year that was a horror movie unto itself. Yes. (laughs) So it seems like we're kind of, I know this is going to lead into something else we wanted to discuss today, but um, we're definitely seeing
0: kind of a throwback to... Comfortable horror films, if you will. Now, can can you talk about that more? Because I don't think Shia and I are ever comfortable when watching horror yes. films. Right. <laughs> so, so by comfortable horror films, I don't mean literally
3: comfortable. I mean kind of characters and franchises that we're familiar with. Um, none of us want anything new. <laughs> That we haven't already kind of established, um, and the new stuff is kind of throwing it back to old school stuff. So even though it's new characters and films, it's definitely familiar feelings, kind of throwing things back to the '90s or the '70s or even '80s slasher. Definitely something I'm seeing coming forward. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about sequels next. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about all of these sequels. You know, among the mix, there's some hugely anticipated ones. You know, from The Saw, the per- Purge the Conjuring, all the the franchises. You know, is there, is there any life left to breathe into these movies, or should we just be happy some of our old favorites are back?
3: So I'm fighting so hard to not do my uh, social network Facebook joke where it's just Saw. <laughs> it's not the Saw. <laughs> Cut the, the. It's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah we're definitely seeing um a throwback to these like super familiar franchises for people um with saw the movie's actually called spiral and it's spiral from the book of saw uh, oh. so it really doesn't yeah it really doesn't want to be part of the eight billion saw movies <laughs> with one of the craziest timelines ever but it's kind of it's a new thing that takes place in a familiar world <laughs> so you can just kind of jump right in and meet these new characters but you already know that you're in for somebody losing a limb at some point oh (laughs) yeah we all want our money's worth what can I say (laughs) so
2: you know speaking of like these types of returns this summer has horrors seeing the return of some big name directors in the genre M. Night Shyamalan for example you know his films have been hit or miss with audience throughout the years but there was a lot of anticipation for his return to the big screen so talk to us about his new movie old and whether you think he can satisfy moviegoers this time around
3: I absolutely love the sentence. Let's talk about his new movie, Old.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) great.
2: (laughs) I feel like I I don't even need to know what this movie is about, but something about people getting older is already my horror film. Like, I'm living that right now, so.
3: (laughs) Well, I've made the same joke every time I've seen the trailer for, like, the past two months where there's, like, a line where one of the women is like, we're aging one year every half hour. And I'm like, listen, if you have anxiety,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're already aging one year every half hour. Okay, so is that... Is that, is that the premise of this movie? Is that the log line of this movie? <laughs> from what I can tell,
3: the one like takeaway line would be that they are literally on a beach and every hour or half hour they're just aging rapidly. Like it shows a little boy who's like four and then a little while later he comes back and he's a whole ass teenager. <laughs> and it's like, ugh. Um, it's horrifying. So, from what I can tell, that's what the film is about. As far as talking about Shyamalan. I have a lot of feelings about Shyamalan and they're not negative. I think when you go into a Shyamalan movie, you have to go in knowing you're about to watch a Shyamalan movie. I think people walk in just forgetting what they're going to see. But as long as you're going in wanting to have fun and see something positively ridiculous, then you're going to have a good time. So I'm pretty excited for that because I know it's going to be
0: something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, and then we've got like old school classics. Like people are beyond excited for the return of the iconic Candyman. You know, this movie is among the most hyped this summer. Why do you think people are so excited about it? And do you see it living up to such high expectations? Uh, so I'll start
3: with the last question first because it's the easiest to answer. I think yes. Um, just from the footage that I've seen, it looks like it's going to be so good. I'm so excited about it. Um, as far as the reason that people in general are excited for it, I can only speak for why I'm so excited for it. but I'm so excited for it just because of all of the incredible talent attached to it. It's a little hard to not be looking forward to something like that when it's being directed by Nia DaCosta, who's fantastic. Yeah, she's unbelievable. She did Little Wood. And that's one of my recent faves. And then it's being produced by Jordan Peele. And you know, if he's going to slap his name on something, you know, if that man's throwing money at something, that I'm going to throw my money at it too. <laughs> so it's starring Yayam Abdul Mateen II, who is an unbelievable actor, first and foremost. And very and second, pretty. I was going to say, in second most, is more, more like I can't be oh, mad. Am I, right? <laughs> no jokes. Am I right, everybody? Um, yeah, no, that man is something for the eyes so (laughs) I already made the joke to one of our uh writers on the website where I was like you summon Candyman by saying his name five times and I'm like that's cool at all but how do I summon yeah. to my <laughs> yes, house? That's, real. that's something I'm more interested in <laughs> learning about. But they're all incredible they're doing a really neat twist on the original story which I'm of course a huge fan of the 1992 version and they're kind of doing a neat twist where it seems like the main character is kind of himself turning into Candyman at least that's kind of what it seems to be hinting at so I'm very excited for that it looks so good. So it's got a little bit of the shining <laughs> element. yes a little bit of the shining a lot of mirrors a lot of mirrors I'm going to be avoiding more than I normally do
2: <laughs> great okay we'll be right back with more from BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes who's breaking down more of all the bingeable horror movies you need to stream this summer
1: This is Roxane Gay, host of the Roxane Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Now, what is the Roxane Gay Agenda, you might ask? Well, it's a podcast where I'm going to speak my mind about what's on my mind, and that could be anything. Every week, I will be in conversation with an interesting person who has something to say. We're going to talk about feminism, race, writing in books and art food, pop culture, and yes, politics. I start each show with a recommendation. Really, I'm just going to share with you a movie or a book or maybe some music or a comedy set, something that I really want you to be aware of and maybe engage with as well. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, The Bad Feminist Podcast of Your Dreams, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lethal Listeners, Tig here. Last season on Lethal
0: Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger, though it wasn't all bad. I'm
3: gonna be real with you, Tig.
0: I like you. But now, All signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win.
1: I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch
0: up on Season 1 of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in Season 2, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back. So, something that is sure to satisfy '90s kids everywhere is R.L. Stein is back, and Fear Street is Netflix's summer film trilogy event. There was a time when things were good on side. Shady Side.
1: But now, that's all gone. Oh, man, I the around with the skeleton hand, yeah. Hello? Still alive. Who is this?
0: It's happening again.
2: These stories, of course, are based on the R.L. Stein books that kept us up at night. So, Allie, talk to us about why everyone is obsessed with Fear Street and how it's practically tailor-made for binging on horror this summer.
3: It really is. <laughs> like those books are just made to be really bingeable movies. Um I always talk about Fear Street. Fear Street is kind of what you moved up to when you graduated from Goosebumps. Aww. You were like, "Oh, I'm not really scared of Goosebumps anymore. I want something a little more scary, but not quite Stephen King yet. We're not ready." <laughs> so we're at we're at Fear Street, and those are really really great kind of mid-teens horror books. I remember I read one and this is about to date me so bad. And I don't remember what the title of it was, but it was like about prank phone calling and it involved call waiting and it was so scary. The call waiting was horrifying and now I don't even answer the phone when it rings. So I'm like,
2: "Uh." I mean, honestly, when the phone rings, it's still horrifying because I'm like, who's calling me? Don't do that.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm like someone has made a terrible mistake.
2: Yes. (laughs) So what do you what do you make of this experiment in streaming from Netflix? Like, I think you said this before, but it's like this was designed for a streaming audience, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's a really neat experiment for them, especially in this genre, just because it gives them the ability to try out things. So with the Fear Street trilogy, it's Trilogy, it's three movies, and each one takes place in a different century. So that's kind of uh, how they're setting this up. Mm. Um, so the first one is the 90s, and then this is very scary. The first one's the 90s, then the second one's the 70s, and then the third one takes place in like the 1660s. That's the one that I believe comes out this Friday. They all interconnect all the stories. I don't want to spoil anything, but all the stories interconnect with each other, but can be watched individually as well. And I think that's just a really neat thing that you wouldn't be able to try out on anything else other than a streaming platform
0: um okay so looking ahead to prime horror season this fall we also had some huge trailers drop this summer we have halloween kills and one night in soho both coming out in october both are expected to be huge what are you hearing right now about them
3: so it's extremely exciting because we kind of have two very different examples of the exact same thing I was talking about. Um, so we have Halloween Kills, which is the sequel to Halloween, um, which is the sequel to Halloween, which is a very confusing sentence <laughs> um, because for some reason they named the sequel to Halloween Halloween. Um, so that's Jamie Lee Curtis is back, Michael Myers won't die. You know the classics. So that should be really, really good. And then we have on the other end of the spectrum, we have one night in soho which is a brand new horror movie it's not based on anything it's not a sequel to anything and it's edgar wright directing and writing and it's his return to the horror genre because he did Shaun of the dead and though there's a lot of argument over whether that's actually a horror movie or not i'm here to tell you that just because you laughed during a horror movie (laughs) (laughs) doesn't mean it's not a horror movie so that's really exciting to see as well the trailers for both those look incredible i've watched them both several times but i'm very excited for both of those that should be good for the fall going into a little halloween foreplay season
0: Allie. before you go shala and i are both horror babies we don't very we much don't, so. we you sure we are. don't do well <laughs> with the sure scary. so out of all these movies that are coming out which one do you think we should start with like which one do you think we could handle Honestly, I think you guys would probably really like Fear Street just because
3: it is it's the R.L. Stein
0: stuff. So it's more spooky than it is scary. So that's really cool. Here is my immediate concern that I watch it in my home and then I'm scared someone's going to come into my home. Whereas if I watch it in a theater, I might be less scared. Well, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to watch Candyman in a theater and I'm going to go home and, and be scared. Okay, yeah. There's a man <laughs> in my mirror. Okay. So what I'm hearing so is that Shia and I should definitely not going to say. I was going <laughs> to say, maybe stick to The Eternals when that comes out. Stick to some
3: Marvel movies so I can give you some other some other movies to watch. I think I think I'll just wait
2: until Candyman is available to stream and then I'll watch it on mute at uh, home so I can just see Yaya, but then like that's I'm not fair. scared, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. fair <laughs> all right, well thank you so much, Allie, for joining us today. Of course, thank you guys so
3: much for having me again.
0: Alright, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, give women all the awards. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take
2: the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily.
1: the world's biggest sporting events exclusive originals and the latest movies this February we've got Super Bowl 56 and the 2022 Winter Olympics Peacock Original Bel Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios Damn. plus tons of new movies every week including Marry Me starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson in theaters and streaming only on Peacock Valentine's Day with all this and so much more to love sign up now at PeacockTV.com
0: Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice and I encourage you to do. Don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in.